on our fourth episode today we are in conversation with daniel erickson ceo and founder of deflectional welcome daniel we are thrilled to have you as a part of our show how are you doing thank you so much for inviting me i'm excellent and uh, um, i have conducted a lot of you know workshops and presenting at conferences and I've been running webinars, but it's actually the first time I'm a part of a podcast. So I'm thrilled about this opportunity. Yeah, we are glad you're doing this with us. Thank you. Flexional seems to be a newly started venture. Could you tell us what made you start this company that too post the lockdown? Yeah, it's, it's a long story, of course, but I've been in the uh, engineering simulation business for more than 20 years. I started at a company that had zero sales and is now quite big. And uh, um, things are changing when the company is growing, which is great, of course, but you also come a little bit far away from, from the customer base, maybe when you're a manager at least. And I, I felt that I wanted to go back to the roots and be more in contact with, uh, with customers. And that's one of the reasons why I started Deflectional. Nice. So what kind of people or clients are you looking to collaborate with Deflectional? Yeah, it's a lot of people, uh, uh, engineers mo most of the time, of course. And uh, what Deflectional is doing is that we're doing services for engineers that is uh, using simulations. And while you're using simulations, you can ask yourself uh, that it's actually part of, of all technology nowadays that you, you run computer simulations in order to understand the the real behavior of a product. I mean, if you look at your smartphone or your loudspeaker or your car or whatever technical uh, details that you have around you, everything is more or less used, has been developed by using engineering simulations. So, so my goal is, of course, to be in contact with all those engineers that need help in developing simulations. And uh, the, the market is, of course, enormous. We're talking about uh, millions and millions of engineers that that need assistance. Yeah, that's a wonderful thought. And we all require that. Before we dive into conversing about Deflectional, could you tell us about your previous endeavors? I started as uh, um, uh, was studying at the Royal Institute of Technology, and I was studying civil engineering. And, and what is civil engineering then? Yeah, it's the guys that builds bridges and roads and stuff, stuff like that. Uh, but also in that case, you actually need a lot of simulations before you build your bridge or whatever you build. You need to understand that it works, right? And and you do that by using then simulations. And uh, uh, in my case, I, I devoted my last year to just yeah uh, taking care of simulations. And um, then uh, right after my, my studies, I started at this software company dealing with just that. So the transition were, were quite smooth. I mean, I was an ex or was studying studying mathematics and, and physics and engineering, and, and that's what I've been doing from the, for the rest of my life. Then. So I'm curious to know your transition from being a civil engineering graduate to your role in the sales and marketing field. People usually tend to pursue the field they have graduated from, and not many actually tend to change in their field. So could you tell us uh about this? Yeah, uh, you're right, Shred. It's uh, it's definitely like that, and it might uh, sound a little bit weird, but it isn't that weird actually. Uh, I, I did tell you here that I I did study civil engineering then, 
but then I, I did my master thesis and uh, that was of course only technical stuff and um, and then I decided that I would like to continue working with this company and they said okay that's wonderful Daniel we would like to keep you what would you like to do and I said I don't know I haven't tried everything yet and uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you need to try in order to understand what you would like to do. You might have an idea, but I mean, if you study in engineering, you you are not talking much about either sales or marketing, which is weird because it's it's uh, super important for almost all engineers, I would say. But in my case, we we decided to do it like this: that I would work fifty percent with marketing and fifty percent with um, uh, just software development, and it turned out to be more like. 70% plus 70% during the first year. But uh, I realized quite quick that marketing is something that uh, I would like to continue with as, as well. And the technical stuff, of course, not to leave the technical stuff. Um, but it was exciting. And this was around year 99 uh, or, or so. And um, at that time also we started to to expand in, in into new uh, countries with a with a company and uh, the web was pretty new actually if we're talking 90 in the end of 90s and, yes, yes. that's uh, when it all came yeah exactly and and you know you needed to have uh, great web pages uh, we had to start up a web team which i was responsible for and you also had to actually uh, taking care of the leads that comes in from the web into your CRM system, mm. which required a little bit of work as well. So that I spent a few years with, but, but that's yeah, a long story. Yeah, mm. but kind of this certainly proves that interest, passion and dedication is all one requires to pursue a career of their choice. For a startup venture like yours, and that too in the simulation field, what role does software and technology play in for the growth of the company in this domain? Uh, that's also a very good question. I think uh, I would say that, you know, if, if you need to drive a nail, you need a hammer. Right. You cannot do it without the hammer. And yes. it's exactly the same thing for, for a business like mine or many others, that you need software to, to support the things that you uh, that you do. So, uh, so I would say that it's uh, absolutely crucial and um, when, I mean, Deflectional is just uh, a couple of months old now, and I had to make a, a lot of decisions in, in which kind of software and, and tools that I would like to have at the company. Uh, and if you like, I can, can share a few words about it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Please go ahead. Yeah, I mean, maybe the first thing that you do when you start a company is that you need to, to build a, a web page. And how do you do that? In my case, I know it so much it's from the past. So I can do it myself with coding, not a problem. Mm -hmm. But you need a provider, uh, a web provider. And, and there are quite a few out there. Uh, for me, I, I was choosing one.com, which is an excellent provider. I've been working with them in the past. And it's not so expensive either. And, and then you need mail. You need nowadays also web meeting functionality and so forth. You need a cal calendar. And my choice in that perspective was like many others, uh, Office 365, Microsoft done. And it's not that expensive. It's a bit of a hassle to have, have everything set up maybe the first time. But now I'm ready for growth in any case. And, and that uh, has been working out well. Then <laughs> maybe a little bit more about the CRM. 
that's um, a lot more difficult issues. Uh, some some people doesn't even know what a CRM is. For me, it's, yeah, it's been a right. crucial. I mean, it's been a crucial part of everything I've been doing in the past. Is the CRM system? It's the heart of of the company. And then you have to be a little bit more careful with what you choose also because you have to think about, okay, I'm, I'm one person now and I will be 10 next year and or whatever it is, the, your growth plan. But you, you need to have something that is ready for, for growth. Yes. So uh, in my case, then I, I started to, like any, anyone that started to Google and look around, reading a lot and I also tried a lot uh, and and in the end I, I was uh, choosing Soho CRM um, and it was the obvious choice for me I would say. Uh, it, it has all the, the things that I need and it's also a platform that is it's possible for, for me to grow with. Soho was the winner for, for me in that perspective. Yeah. Obviously there are other you all know how difficult it is to find the right software for a company to grow. And I'm glad you found the right set of choices. Yeah, exactly. You'll note here also that I've been on the other side. I mean, I've been selling software for 20 years. And I uh, I know that you, you need to go through a process in order to buy something or to sell something. It's it's the, 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 it's the way it is. I mean, you have to try and, and evaluate. And then you, you make a decision and you go for that. And once you have shoes and the software, you are pretty stuck to that one for a long time. So that's why I think that when you start a business initially, think about these things is, is very important. What is that one integration that has been really helpful for you? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of love the integration uh, with Soho CRM and Outlook. And uh, I mean, if, if you listener or not, uh, aware of that integration you know if you're in outlook you can just click on the icon to connect directly to soho crm and then your window will be expanded with that specific lead or contact information so so for me when i get an email from someone i can immediately see that person in in the crm and i can directly edit that or add information to that contact information and that is something that i've been missing a lot in the tools that i've been using in the past and 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 why yeah it's because we are so lazy i mean if i get an email and i have to to open another window and to uh, add that information into so crm or whatever tools that you are using but in this case there is you know so easy to to just get information about the the, the lead and add information and for me, it's, it's if you don't have it in the CRM, I mean, why do you have a CRM then? I mean, right. it's so important to put the, the, all the info should be in the CRM. Um, who knows, you know, maybe I have to leave that customer to someone else and they should see the story and that is what the CRM helps me with. And the Outlook integration helps me to make sure that I add information into the system. Yeah. I'm sure the points that you gave will be very useful for those who want to start their own ventures. With you starting your new venture, I'm sure lead generation and lead nurturing play a crucial part. So how important is to have tools that help you? And what are the major tools that you are using to grow Deflection? Yeah, I mean, lead generation has been a man, something I've been working with here for, for 20 years, and it's, of course, super important. Um, on the other hand, it can be companies uh, that it's not that important to just generate leads. 
I mean, for me, I'm a consultant. I could possibly just have one company or one client uh, that that would would fill my days to 100 percent. Um, if you are more like a software company, you need much more leads maybe to get your revenues. Uh, but uh, how I get leads is is mostly through through LinkedIn and, and um, having contact with people, of course, cold calling, but not cold calling in the sense that you call to anyone. It could be old old friends or or, or previous uh, uh, partners or whatever. Uh, but uh, in the end, you need a system where you actually collect the, all, all those leads. And, and that is where, you know, if I talk to anyone, that person should sooner or later be in the Soho CRM, of course. Yeah. So that now we had the lockdown. One thing that this has changed is the way we work. It has inculcated the fact that you can work from anywhere at any time. This has paved the way to run businesses on the go. Could you tell us if this has been the case for you? And if yes, how have you made the transition? Yeah, I mean, it's been a, a strange year for, for most of us to, to, to good and bad, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, personally, I started to work from home in March year, last year, like like most of the people. and and. Uh, I mean, I, I, I liked it, actually. I liked being at home. I've been working from home, more or less, in all of my career, but during nights, then, you know, you go to work, you spend one hour in the car, and then you go to work, and you go back, and one hour back in the car, and now I have a little bit more time of doing other kind of things instead. So so that has been, like, like positive. But, I mean, the, the business, how, how, how have that changed? Yeah, quite a lot. I mean... We we are running web meetings like like never before. Uh, yeah. And um, also, as for me as a consultant that uh, is having the the world market, or the I mean, my customers can be anywhere in the world, and it's it's not that bad actually with the lockdown. Now we are used to using web meetings, and in the past maybe someone if i got a client from india or, or or the states they would be a little bit like reluctant to work with someone from sweden but yeah. uh, now now you know you can choose the one that is the best man for the job wherever they are located so so i've changed things in a positive way also i think uh, personally for me this lockdown i have started using the mobile apps more for any app that i've been using on my desktop the mobile app is my friend my best friend in fact so if i'm even traveling out to get the groceries or something i can always get my work done from there is it the same case for you yeah exactly i mean i for me i wouldn't say that it's a big difference compared to before actually but it it is super important to have everything in your smartphone or wherever you are and i mean to make sure that you can connect and have access to everything wherever you are and I think most of us are, you know, getting more and more used to being able to work from where, wherever you are, but you also need to have the, the tools that support that. And, 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 and one of the reasons why I used Soho uh, CRM in the first place was also integration with the, 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 the apps that you have developed. So I have it, of course, both on my smartphone and my, my, uh, my iPad and so forth. And it, it works great, I think. Super. And it's also so so you know in the in, in the initial phase when I was starting to look at CRM tools, I thought you know I, I could actually build one myself, but mm -hmm. it's 
it's not really the main focus of the flexional to do that. And after a while, I realized that I would have never been able to develop the things that I can get more or less for for a very low cost if I, if I go for something like Zoho. Yeah, you're so glad you found Zoho and we found you. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since we have been speaking about the pandemic times, could you tell us what were the surprising positives you came across from a business standpoint? I heard uh, from someone here saying that the, the steps we have taken in one year would have taken 10 years without the pandemic. And I think there is some truth in it, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, can, I, can, I remember one thing that is a little bit funny. And that I think it was in year 1999 or maybe 2000. And we were starting to looking at the options for having web meetings or webinars for the company I was working. And at that time, we, we had a look at something called WebEx, uh, and they were, uh, you know, the first one of the first one conducting uh, having yeah, a software. Yeah. For, uh, uh, they were recently bought and, and so forth, but WebEx is, is known in any case. And I remember that the, the, the quote was something like $20,000 per month. And we thought that it's expensive, but it could be worth it. And, and nowadays, everyone have it. And, yeah. But we didn't didn't choose to go with 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 webinars at that time, and the, the the problem was simply that people that were attending the webinars would not have the an, enough bandwidth to to see what uh, we were showing. Uh, right. So yeah, yeah, it's a lot of things have changed, but to to the good, I think. Yeah, I think pandemic time, uh, precisely the lockdown time, saw a lot of webinars. I think I have attended more webinars that I, I had ever attended in my college time. So I think that was the time for us to upskill and also to know about a lot of things. And we are glad to have had all these software that helped us uh, stay strong during this time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there was also a lot of webinar software to choose among and so forth. Or, or uh, uh, yeah, it's a lot of decisions. Uh, but. Uh, I think most of the platform works now, at least, and it's getting better and better for every day. Uh, I mean, how often have you been in a web meeting where you, you say, you, you, we cannot hear you, your sound is off, or uh, you, yeah. I cannot see you, your camera is off, but uh, it's getting better and better, I think. Very true. This has been a very thought-provoking conversation so far, and I think it's time we lighten things up with a game. Are you familiar with Two Truths and a Lie? Uh, yeah, I've heard of it. I never lie by myself, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go on. Let's see. Yeah, let's see if you're able to catch the lie I say. Yeah, so we will be playing this based on facts and fiction from the sales and marketing field. I will say all three statements, and you can tell us one thing that is a lie. So I'll start mm, with okay. the statement. The first one. Today's sales process takes 22% longer than five years ago. Second one, after the presentation, 63% of attendees remember the stories told. Only 5% remember statistics. Number three, in a typical firm with 100 to 500 employees, an average of two people are involved in buying decisions. Which one do you, okay. uh, which one do okay, you think yeah. is alive? Yeah, okay, so now I should uh, catch your lie here then. Let's start with the first one. Let's see if the sales process takes 20% longer time than you said five years ago, right? Yeah. 
uh, would that yeah uh, my feeling is that the sales process takes longer people are googling and googling and googling before they go and contact yes, the, the person who sell uh, I, 22 percent <laughs> i don't know i have no idea but i i think that's a, a, a truth yeah you're absolutely right and then question two can you repeat it please you yeah, say sure. after yeah. So after the presentation, 63% of attendees remember the stories told. Only 5% remember statistics. I would, I, my guess would be that the, the almost all the attendees are actually remembering remembering stories. Yes. Very few remember statistics or before. I, I would expect more than 60% remember stories. On the other end, there's always one or two guys falling asleep. So yes. it's never hundred, <laughs> uh, but no, I I I think that that could be that could be true. Yes, it is. So that means the that, last one is. Yeah, that's a lie then. <laughs> yeah, because it takes yeah. an average of seven people who are involved in the buying decision, not two. Yeah, I mean that 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 actually makes sense. I mean, if you think about the company with about one hundred or two, three hundred people. I mean, in that case, the CEO takes more or less all the purchase decisions and there are at least someone who would like to buy it. So two, it would be very, very small number. So yeah, yeah. seven, that's, that's a lot. That means that you need to be in contact with a lot of people at the company. Yeah, it's more like mm -hmm. they kind of consult every uh, person or the every major decision-taking person of the company before they purchase any software or any buying decision for that day. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, people do want to invest their money at the right place. Well, that was certainly fun. Before we conclude this episode, could you share a quote or a personal mantra that resonates with you and that inspires you? It's not that easy to say, actually, but uh, <laughs> I would say that uh, my old mantra was actually hard work always pays off. Uh, and I thought about that and I mean, it makes sense if you look at yourself, Shrid, you can you think about all your colleagues, you know, the really hard workers. Yes. Do you have do you know anyone that is not successful that is a hard worker? Yeah, I haven't come across anybody like that. I think no, everybody exactly. who has done hard hard work, they are in the path of success. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I actually read the story about uh, a guy at Soho. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago that we're starting with the clean cleaning uh, the, the, the parts of yes. your office i think so it was a cleaner but yes, it's yes. now yeah developer. he started yeah. off as a security uh, guard yeah. and then uh, post his uh, work time with the help of a senior developer he studied and now he's a developer at our company I mean, that's a fantastic story, I think. And I, I have come across also similar stories, uh, actually. It was one cleaner at the company I was working with. He was a cleaner, and then he moved up to work a little bit extra for me. And and then he, he actually started his own business and, and become quite successful. But he was oh, a wow. super, hard, super hard worker. And, and I've seen it more or less all the time. There are, of course, people that are not hard worker that are successful as well, but... Uh, um, no, that would be the mantra, I think. Uh, but I had another uh, a former colleague that he, he was a really funny guy, and he he always said something like this: that it doesn't really matter how close you are to the goal, you can always give up. 
<laughs> yes, right. <laughs> and that's kind of the opposite. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. hard work, mm -hmm. dedication, and perseverance. I think. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's what anybody requires to be in the path of success. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Daniel. It was indeed a pleasure to have had this conversation with you. And we hope Deflectional becomes a prosperous venture and glad that Zoho CRM is part of the Deflectional journey. Yeah, thank you so much, Reed. And I look forward to work more and more with Zoho as well. And, and I look forward to new features and uh, new technology that you bring to me to, to us here. So uh, I'm, I'm happy and thank you once again for inviting me. Yeah, thank you. We hope you enjoyed the episode with Daniel Eriksson. CEO and founder of Deflectional. Check out our description box for further details. Follow us on Twitter at Zoho CRM for latest updates on the show. If you have any feedbacks or suggestions, write to us at the email ID mentioned in the description box. Tune in next month for an exciting episode. I am Shrividya and you're listening to the Zoho CRM Podcast.